0: this week's edition of debriefing the law i am joel oster and i am chris marone and we are trying things a little bit differently today we are trying to come to you via video so you actually can see what we look like full disclosure i'm sorry your computer needs adjusting if you can change it add a little bit of some uh, filtering to it i don't know, get rid
1: of the wrinkles chris you look pretty good well, you know, it's that desert heat, man. It really just brings exfoliates the skin and just really brings out all that hydration needs for your body. <laughs> hey, I had a
0: client one time who said, Joel, we need to regrow our DNA. Let's get out there, let's put the sun visors on or reflectors, whatever. Let's regrow our DNA. Maybe you do that down there. But no, you look you look extra rested
1: and relaxed. <laughs> Did you just come from camping? I did. Every Labor Day, my wife and her friends do a friend's camp trip where we go spend about seven days up in the woods where there's no cell phone reception, and it's absolutely gorgeous. All right. Well, you
0: sent me some pictures. I'm going to try to get some of these pictures
1: to put on our, our, our show
0: notes. Brooke, I'll try to send you one of these pics, Chris. Go ahead and send them to Brooke. They're okay. hilarious.
1: You actually have PJs mm-hmm. for your pit bowl. Yes, uh, because our pit bull is our child, essentially. <laughs> and yeah, we there's a company, shout out to Tooth and Honey, that does PJs specifically for Pitbull breed dogs. Okay. And so we have a couple of camp PJs. Look, Joel, and for viewers at home, we may or may not have matching adult pajamas and dog pajamas for our Christmas card this year. Let me explain <laughs> I, to you how emasculating that is. I cannot
0: wait to, to see <laughs> that. Hey, I'm driving a minivan, but yes. at least my... Oh, I can't even talk. You have a pit bull. I have golden doodles. Golden doodles,
1: yeah. I have no. You have golden doodles named like Shirley and Daisy and all this stuff. I I just came from a
0: rally house, which is a Kansas City business, a clothing Mm -hmm. store for you know sporting apparel. So, like Chiefs, the Jayhawks. Shout out to our national champion, the KU Jayhawks. You know, K State, Missouri, those kind of things. And so, you go there to buy your favorite fan gear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went there and said, where's your doggy section? I need to buy a Patrick Mahomes jersey for Scout and uh, Zoe because, hey, football's starting this week. More on that later. They got to be dicked out. Uh, but no, Chris, I am hoping to get some of your DNA glow. I am headed down to Hot Springs, Arkansas for a golf tournament. Chris, that's what you do when you're past 50. You got to do what the old people do. I think it's in the Constitution somewhere. It is it's a lot of fun i i I go there i am one of the youngest guys there at this tournament it is a lot of fun and so even though i'm past 50 when it comes to golf tournament you know era age group uh, i'm definitely one of the younger ones it's going to be a lot of fun have you ever heard
1: of hot springs arkansas no when you told me i was wondering if that was a resort town in florida all right, it, it should be, I don't know, but right. apparently back in the day,
0: so let's just say 1920s, 1930s, it was believed that the hot springs in, Ar- in in hot springs, Arkansas, okay, it could heal you, and so Al Capone went there, FDR went there, all these celebrities went there, and that was kind of like, they thought it was going to be the Vegas. I don't know if Vegas was even alive, then, probably wasn't, but that uh-huh. was gonna, it was going to be a tourist destination. You go there, you go to the hot springs, you get healed. Well, of course, over time, they realize it's not really healing you from your ailment and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so, but hey, I'm going there. I'm not going to go to the hot springs. I'm going to go play some golf. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. No pictures, though, from, from my mutts. I can't dress them up. I did think, you know, a scout should be a, a, a caddy.
1: If you can have your oh, dog yeah. caddy for you, oh, wouldn't that God. be a lot of fun? That'd be a great time. Maybe. That'd be absolute fa- Until they start chasing your balls. Right. <laughs> then they lose it and they go run it. You're like perfect fairway shot. And scouts got it in their mouth. And you're like, ah,
0: oh, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of that, I actually have right now four new golf balls because I got it from my backyard. We have a green in our backyard. It's the eighth hole of a golf course. And so my dogs are in the backyard and we not have no fence. So it's just an electric fence back there. And the dogs know where the mm-hmm. boundaries are. So golfers will hit into our backyard and the balls right there in our backyard. But they will come out to our backyard to retrieve their golf ball because it's being protected by two golden doodles. And so, yeah, every morning I'll find new golf balls there. This morning I picked up four golf balls, so I'm going to take them there. They have some slobber marks, but I'm sure those will come off. All right, we got a lot to talk about this week. A lot happened. But before we go there, let me give a shout out to the comedian of law. CLES. If you are a lawyer, and Chris, I know you are a lawyer, Mm -hmm. and you need continuing legal education, I highly recommend going to our website. You will not regret it. We do CLEs that educate and entertain. Chris, there's no reason why you have to be asleep during your continued learning. And so we try to live up to that motto of at least keep you awake. While you're yes. taking the CLEs, need that, need that. Too many okay. CLEs nowadays put me to sleep. You, you, you've attended some of our CLEs. You actually taught a CLE with us a couple of weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. We got to do that again. Uh, so, you, I, I mentioned this for a couple of reasons. One, if you need CLEs, check out our our um, our website, uh, comedianoflaw.com. But also, I am looking for lawyers to interview for the various CLEs. I am doing these trials of the centuries. Uh, series where I'm going all the famous trials throughout history the Socrates trial today I'm doing the trial of Jesus and Galileo the Leopold and Loeb the Scopes monkey trial I want to interview Heather Lewis if you want to be interviewed for one of these uh, cases you don't have to have personal experience with Socrates I'm not saying that but just if you want to be interviewed about one of these cases give a contact us at comedianoflaw.com and uh, I'd like to put you on one of those classes alright Chris we got a lot to unpack this a week. A ton. A ton. An absolute ton. Let's start off with your favorite band, Nirvana. Are you a Nirvana fan?
1: I actually am. I actually, growing up, was the grunge scene for me. So I was 12 years old in 1992. So okay. that, that, you know, Pearl Jam, Temple of Dog, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, all of those guys were huge influences on my youth. Now, I got to tell you, I, I'm not sure
0: I've ever heard a Nirvana song. Can you tell me one that I probably have heard and I just don't realize it's from Nirvana?
1: Yeah, Smells Like Teen Spirit.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it a little bit later. I, it does not ring a bell. If you had oh. said, you know, um, living on a prayer, I would have said, first of all, that's Bon Jovi. Don't mess with that. But I would have <laughs> recognized that song. Right. Bon Jovi is actually one of the first concerts I ever went to. You, uh, would,
1: you would know Smells Like Teen Spirit. They played it a lot for entry musics. For, it has a really solid guitar riff right off the bat. Really noticeable. You would, You'll hear it and then realize... You probably know it. You've probably heard it before.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, but mm-hmm. hey, since we're on the topic, Chris, what was the first concert
1: you went to? Notorious B.I.G., Sacramento, California. All right. Uh, gosh, what was that, 91, 92? Okay. Are you, are you big in the whole concert scene? I actually really do love going to concerts. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Now, okay. I'm going to tell you an embarrassing fact about me. And this this is going to go worldwide. Uh, I, actually, I want you to guess, what do you think is the band that I have seen the most in concert? Boys to Men. I wish I actually love <laughs> Boys to Men. But I did see Boys to Men when they opened up for new kids on the block. I have seen new kids on the block more no. times in concert, and I got to explain this to our listeners at home. My wife is a diehard. New Kids on the Block fan, right? She grew up in the 80s. Boy bands are huge. That was her boy band thing. They come to Phoenix every summer. Every summer, the New Kids on the Block come to Phoenix. And ASU has a suite at Footprint Arena where the Suns play. It's odd that nobody from ASU ever wants to use the suite on New Kids on the Block concert. It's open. It's vacant. It's vacant. For some reason, it's always vacant for New Kids on the Block. So my wife...
0: Can I ask you a question? I don't mean to interrupt your yes. story. but I'm just no. dying to get this out. Yes. New kids on the block. Yes. How long can they keep with that title? I mean, Forever. when you are getting AARP letters, are you, are you still the new kids on the block?
1: Yes. Okay. Because there's right. some there's some blocks you haven't gone to yet. AARP what? is a whole new block of homes that you have okay. not been to yet. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, seen him, I've seen him live more than a handful of times, and my wife is happier for it.
0: On an unrelated note, we are looking for a new guest for our Breaking the Law <laughs> podcast. We have recently had one disqualify himself by saying he's a New
1: Kids on the Block fan. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I've just been to a ton of concerts. All I'm right. a fan of the woman who I married, and All she right. is a fan.
0: All right, you saved yourself there. I I, I shouldn't even be talking. My right. first concert that I went to, this is embarrassing. Debbie Gibson, but hey, you know what? Uh, I whatever. went to Debbie Gibson. Exactly, whatever floats your boat. But mm-hmm. Nirvana, uh, Nirvana is a big is a big band. We all can. Yeah, did I pronounce that correctly? Nirvana, yeah. Nirvana, okay, Nirvana. There was a lawsuit. Now, I remember when this cover came out. It was a long time ago. You -hmm. mentioned 1992. That might have been the time. I don't know why you referenced that, but a a long time ago, this cover came out with this baby on it who was naked. Now, Chris, I I felt uncomfortable seeing this album cover. It's like, Mm -hmm. really? So even when I took pictures of my kids when they're first born, you don't want their... Ding along out there just for everyone to see, do you? Um, shouldn't you just cover it up a little bit?
1: I mean, do you know how many naked baby pictures are floating around my conservative Mormon, like, um, parent or in laws' houses? Like, that they bring out, that they put in slideshows at <laughs> church parties and all. Like, I get that. I get it, right? You should you should be a little modest in covering up the the parts of your children. But man, people put out naked baby pictures all the time.
0: I don't I don't get it. It just Neither. I know nothing's wrong with it. It's one hundred percent purely innocent. It's just something mm-hmm. about it. You're thinking if that were my child, would I really want right. the rest of the world seeing that? Would would yeah. my child want that just out there? Well, nonetheless. There was a naked baby swimming in water, chasing mm-hmm. a dollar bill that was on a fish hook. So right there, I got to tell you, that is art. I do. I see the point there. People mm-hmm. are chasing the dollar bill from the very get-go. It's a really kind of good imagery. But right. nonetheless, this baby, who what was depicted there with his right. ding-along out there for the whole world to see, filed a lawsuit saying that picture caused him severe emotional distress so Chris right out of the gate what are your thoughts about that lawsuit frivolous
1: frivolous at best why do you say frivolous and I agree a
0: thousand percent first
1: off the guy is now what in his mid-30s I think so so uh so when the the record came out the record is Nevermind it's Nirvana's Nevermind is the name of the record and it came out in the early 90s, 91, 90, 90, somewhere in there. So the kid was, right, was a baby, clearly, right? You, you, I don't know how that would cause emotional damage. As a baby, you're on a. If that kid had not come forward and said, this is me in the picture, no one would know.
0: Exactly. He is making, he is broadcasting. Right. No one would know that was him. No one knows him. He, he probably didn't even know it was him. Well,. Right. Also, in 2003, at the age of 12, so that provides some context for dates okay. here, but in yeah. 2003, the age of 12, Rolling Stone Magazine interviewed him, and he said, and I quote, I'm probably going to get some money from it. So in, in t- at the age of 12, he already knew about it. He said, hey, I'm going to cash in on this image at some point in time. Now, I am assuming, hey, this is, you shouldn't do that as a lawyer, but right. as a podcaster, I can assume all day. I am okay. assuming the parents of this child signed some waivers, got some money for this image, for this picture. This wasn't just some baby out there swimming right. and no one was compensated for. I'm assuming his parents actually got some money, so there was mm-hmm. probably you know waivers that were signed and things like that. Right. You, you really can't cash in. Uh, when you are now an adult, and by the way, so what the court did the court dismissed this lawsuit saying the statute of limitations had run. Now, it wasn't the statute of limitations from... 1992 no he said look as an adult it's been over 10 years now and you right. said you've experienced harm for over 10 years so any harm that you would have experienced the statute is now run on that harm so we're going to dismiss this lawsuit right out of the gate uh good bad decision
1: i think it's a great because it's it's literally meritless like i one of the things you have to prove in every lawsuit right you have to prove standing that you can bring the case and you have to prove damages if he was harmed, how was he harmed? What what sort of emotional damage? And if you look at intentional infliction of emotional distress or even negligent infliction of emotional distress, which is where this is kind of founded in, the damage barrier is a pretty high bar to get to. For, for this kid to be like, oh, people saw me naked when I was a baby. Bro, everybody sees naked babies. <laughs> and nobody And nobody thinks it's child pornography. No No, normal reasonable person thinks that it's child pornography Mm -hmm. when it's a naked baby swimming in the pool.
0: In my opinion, this was a cash grab. He said it when he was 12 years old. He wants the money from this. He he said, hey, the clock is ticking. It's running out. I better file this lawsuit. No, your mom and your dad signed that right away when you were Mm -hmm. four months old. Sorry, buddy. Uh, And I do think if his parents had not signed that away, there might have been some kind of, hey, that's my image. You can't use it without compensating me for it. But again, even now, when the statute would have started to run, once you turned 18 and knew about the picture, even in right. the best case scenario for, for the plaintiff there, the statue would have run once he knew about it and he became of a majority age. All
1: well, in right. 20 years later, nobody's still looking at this album cover. Yeah. I, no, I mean, he, his parents, again, if they didn't sign it away, they may have had a case for it in 1991 through 2001. Right. right? But it, it's only going to be every 10 years that people bring up this album now because it's like, oh, it's the 40th year anniversary of the Nevermind album, or it's the, the 50th. Like, nobody's gonna bring it up. Yeah.
0: And he probably could make some money as being that child, right? right. And he probably could get some notoriety. He probably from sign the right album now.
1: covers all day, like, did right. a Nirvana Nevermind signed by the baby? Come on.
0: He can go attend all these conventions where these right. dead are deadheads are those Nirvana fans or someone else?
1: No, that's Grateful Dead. But that he could go you. just hang out in Seattle at the grunge scene and just sign just okay. stuff.
0: 10, Ten bucks a pop. You're good to go. Great. Make make your money that way. All right. Well, let's, I'm talking about babies. Oh, that is a horrible, horrible transition.
1: Ah, perfect transition.
0: We are going to talk about the special master that was appointed for the Trump raid. Yes, I said it mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's my podcast, the Trump raid. But nonetheless, uh, I know we're going to take, we take issue with whether or not it was a raid, whether it was just an execution of a valid a search warrant, whatever it was. Uh, a special master has been appointed by a, a judge, and this was a federal judge, whom Trump appointed, we can talk a little bit about that. Chris, my take on this right out of the gate, so uh, Trump filed this lawsuit because he thought this DOJ raid of his house, trying to get all these documents, searching for classified information, was just Not necessary. He said these documents were all declassified as the president. He declassified them. And I've been maintaining from the very beginning. There better be more here than just simply, hey, you have classified documents at your house. If that's all this is and you raided a former president's house and got attorney-client communications, all those kind of things, that's a horrible precedent to set. Nonetheless, I am going to say, Chris, this this is my take. This appointment of a special master who's going to overlook these documents and how they are used is a huge, huge win for the DOJ.
1: Ooh, I like where you're going with this. You didn't expect that. I... I, a little bit a little bit I would say it was like I would say it was like 70 30 that you would have just thought this was a crock of crap but I do like the fact that you're in I, and I, I actually I really do agree with you I think the special master is a big one for the DOJ because if the special master comes in and says nope DOJ was right right
0: if you did not have a special master whatever right. would
1: have come out from
0: this right it would have been it's a hoax. You know, this was just a political targeting of a, your political enemy. This is a banana republic kind of stuff. Now that you have a special master, basically at the request mm-hmm. of Donald Trump, yep. and if now if it comes out, oh, yeah, you did have classified documents, and you did not give them over. You were not keeping them, you right. know, secure. Yeah, we might think that's petty, but whatever. It's now been given a blessing. It's been washed uh-huh. clean because sure. it was at Trump's request that they had the special master, so I am saying yeah. this is a huge win for the
1: DOJ. I think so too. I think that uh, giant win for the DOJ, but it's also going to be who is the special master that gets appointed. Yeah, who's, who's going to be who's going to be that person? And this is where my popcorn comes out because I have a long list of people I'd like to see. All right, who would you like to see uh, as a special master? Can I start with my less serious ones just because it would make me giggle really hard but would be actually really bad for all of this? First and foremost, there is somebody who has above-top-secret clearance and a law degree and who would be perfect for this role, and that would be one Hillary Rodham Clinton. There you go.
0: I like Hillary being the special master. Now, would that ever make Trump happy? Right, right. I I would love – to see right. that headlight. In fact, every single comic out there, late night Everybody. comedian, would just Everybody. say, "Yes, let's put Hillary Rodham Clinton." Hey, yeah, I'm going right. to Arkansas here uh, today, mm-hmm. so I'll ask her. Actually, I'm sure they don't even darken the the doors right. of Arkansas anymore. They're from Arkansas, nope. but nonetheless, I doubt they go back there anymore. Nope. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Hillary. I would th- I think for the purposes of our podcast, oh us yeah, Hillary, Hillary. would be the
1: best. Hillary, yes. absolutely, Wait, let's politicize this just that much more, right? Put Hillary on there. You know what, stop, what about what about
0: Pence? Ooh. Do you think? I uh, never thought
1: of it. I didn't think Mike Pence that way. Yeah. One? He, he has top security clearance. He, do, he does. He has the clearance to see it, former vice president. He did... Defied Trump already in the the election, the whole January sixth thing, where he kept in line with the Constitution. Um, so I could see I could see Mike Pence being, but I also see that being like super political, right? Because he's already because Trump's already gone on the war path against Mike Pence.
0: That that you is true. To,
1: I think you have to find somebody that is a completely unknown person who hasn't been connected to the Democrat or the Republican Party, or any, that has top secret clearance, and it can't like you would like. I mean Mueller. Let's let's bring him back. Let's bring back let's bring back Mueller and see what see what's going on. But again, that's two that's he's already found once in his findings about Donald Trump. So you can't bring him back. So who do you who do you pick? Pompeo.
0: I I don't know. Yeah, Um, you uh, you would have said William Barr, but William Barr has come out pretty vocal uh, condemning Trump. And I, I, I actually, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with Barr. I know you gotta be careful in saying that, but Barr, right. I think has been a straight shooter from the very beginning. He said, "I don't see widespread uh, evidence of election fraud," and that mm-hmm. really angered Trump, and so they kind of parted ways from that. But I was kind of right there with Barr. I was like, you know what? Right. Hey, hey, I, I'm a conservative, and, and if there's election fraud. Articulate it, show us the proof. We want it, give us the goods. I think it was even a Fox News host was saying the same thing. Hey, look, don't hold back if there's election fraud, give it to us. We want to run with it. I think Sean Hanty was saying that, uh, or is Tucker Carlson, I forget which one. The reality is, yeah, there was not widespread election fraud. Now, I do believe, however, in a general sense, the fair ball was not played by the, the the opposing side because what they did, and this was pointed out in the Texas lawsuit filed at the Supreme Court, the state legislators, uh, or not the le- state legislators, some state election officials changed how votes could be cast and tallied and did not go through their state legislatures. And so they changed how votes could be gathered and, and collected that was a very smart move by the democrats because that was done during the covid era where everyone was kind of going along with yes we got to change our rules because of covid it allowed for a different voting procedure it allowed for ballot boxes to be stuffed as far as going people going out there and and going apartment door to apartment door getting signatures so they can get these different uh ballots cast we all talked about those about that before but still there was not widespread evidence. The, the votes were cast, people casted the votes and it went the, uh, the, the direction of of Biden and not Trump. I mean, Hey, Chris, I'm not getting off my soapbox.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) I know I, I, I enjoy, I, the, the rules of, of COVID and how it changed the collection of ballots, um, did change. And I agree with you there, but it didn't change in any of the states that decided the election. Right. Arizona still didn't allow ballot, buck like allow that you had to show up. You had to present your idea. You had to, you had to give out your ballot. Like, yes, there were, I think, I think those lawsuits were a little frivolous because it, even if they overturned the election in those States, it did not affect the presidential election.
0: And that's what Barr was saying. Like, you might be able yeah. to point to small bits here and there right. where they, things could have been done differently. It's not a wide scale. it would not have overchanged no. the election. And, and no. here's my take. If Trump had just been, a nice person he yes. would have won yeah. the election in a oh, yeah. landslide he was not uh and you we all know what we're, what we're talking about here uh and, and so again i don't want to get this political but i do think trump only had to look at himself and he would have won that election
1: mm-hmm. all right fish get caught by the mouth joel like that is <laughs> one of my favorite sayings and it's more and more ready you give a fish get caught by the mouth there is something to be said about just being quiet and letting your letting your people do what they're supposed to do and not trying to take credit for everything
0: chris that's why i have you on the podcast we started with nirvana with a fish hook luring someone okay. by the fish hook and then you or hey let's add in another metaphor how many more metaphors can you throw in about fish hooks during this day we start off with camping camping is clearly on your mind mm-hmm. we'll let's see what else you can come up with on the spur of the moment i got it i All got right. this Hey, you know what? We got to talk. A little, we, we know it. We're not going to go quite the football just yet. I want to say football for the end because, well, quite frankly, that's my favorite topic to talk about. But mm-hmm. there's a couple other sports legal news that are out there, and so let's let's transition now to our courtroom quarterback segment. Ooh, let's do this. All right. Let's start off here with Britt Reed, who is the son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reed. Right before the 2021 Super Bowl, he was involved in an auto accident, a very serious accident. He had been consuming alcohol, and uh, the lady, the girl that he hit uh, suffered brain damage. As they say permanently been damaged for the rest of her life, and so he just pled guilty this last week to um, uh, driving while drunk. So I believe that the felony driving while intoxicated uh, is what he pleaded guilty to. So Chris, here is my take on this, and I want to get your response to this. It has been suggested out there that the rich and the famous get all the breaks. Like, oh yeah, they're a rich Mm -hmm. person, they're a famous person, they're getting off easy. I think more often than not, the opposite happens when you are rich when you are famous so you are in the limelight the public is paying attention you would get harsher treatment so chris let me just ask you this if you were you were you were, you, you used to be a defender right uh, you yep. defended criminals okay or, or alleged. alleged criminals right sorry about that all right if someone was driving while intoxicated and committed this kind of offense obviously mm-hmm. it's a very serious offense Mm-hmm. Would they get a plea bargain?
1: Yes, but they would get a different plea bargain than the one that young Mr. Reed got. Like what? Uh, they would probably have gotten DUI with attempted manslaughter. How, they m- would have got- how many of- years in jail? Uh, 10 to 12. 10 to 12, 12 years behavior, in jail? Uh, with good behavior, probably six. And they'll get credit for time served while they were waiting for trial.
0: And how long will they end up serving? Probably four and a half. Okay. Well, uh, Britt Reed pled guilty to this. Now, when it happened, I know everyone was saying this is no big deal. It's not going to dis- distract the Chiefs as they oh, prepare for the Super Bowl. And my response was, are are you like cold-hearted? What? Yeah. This are didn't you impact you? I'm not saying it shouldn't have. It should have. Your son was driving while intoxicated, maybe ended a person's life, altered their life forever. This had mm-hmm. better impact your approach or else you're one cold-hearted person. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so well, I think,
1: I, I think that you know the read. You know what I've read about the Reed plea deal was that it was a pretty standard deal. So I don't want to say that he got screwed or he got let off easy. Okay. From, from my understanding, is that in in the Kansas City courts that this was his first offense. He wasn't a this isn't uh, an issue ranging with him. It isn't a, you know, he's not a, a, he could be an alcoholic. We don't know, but that wasn't brought up according to a couple of the news articles that I read. Um, First time offenders, courts are more lenient, um, especially if you show remorse and ability to change. And oftentimes, the rich and famous have those abilities to change. Right. They have the ability to go to like Sierra Tucson and go to rehab for 30 days and not lose their income completely. Right. Or they have the ability to make restitution to the victims. They have the ability to do those. That's why you see, in my opinion, in the Chris Brown opinion, why you see the justice system going a little easier on Richard Famous, because they have the ways and means to be able to make the victims whole. I whereas you run of the mill blue collar worker who had three beers after work and got into a car, uh, a horrible car accident can't can't go to can't go to rehab can't go to AA can't go to these things because all they do is work to provide for their families
0: that that makes sense all right we'll be paying attention to to that as it as it develops see how many years he does get in jail (laughs) he pled guilty so i assume sentencing will occur sometime within the next three months all right now let's move over to another legal matter involving one of my favorite sports golf phil nicholson and his fellow cohorts along with Greg, Norman, the Shark, you know, they formed this new golf league called LIV, L-I-V, stands for 54, the Roman numeral 54, they only play 54 holes of golf, rather than the 72, well as you know, when they made that decision, the PGA was just Mm -hmm. livid. Bad pun, but nonetheless, they were livid bad. at them, and they said they banned Fun. them from participating in the in any PGA event. And so they filed an right. antitrust lawsuit, saying, "Hey PGA, this is anti-competitive behavior. You're trying to protect a monopoly. That's yep. not good." Well, just recently here, the PGA met. I, I want to say behind closed doors. I don't know if the doors were closed or not, but Tiger Woods was yep. leading it. There's some other big golfers there, and the PGA came out of this closed door meeting saying, "Hey, look." We're going to make some changes to our our PGA Tour. We are going to have some events where there are going to be no cuts. Hey, it sounds like the LIV tournament. Guaranteed money, uh, shorter events, and and more special events for our top players. Hold on a second. That sounds an awful lot like... The LIV Tour. And so Phil Mickelson, when he was asked about this, had a couple great roasts. His first roast was – actually, this is less of a roast. But he says – when he was asked, hey, Phil, do you feel vindicated that the PGA has made all these changes? He said – I won't say I felt vindicated. I felt very happy for the guys that they have a voice and they're being valued and that they're being heard and changes are being implemented and show that appreciation. All right, so that's, that's a positive statement. He then gets in his dig, which I love this dig. He said this, I think the fans are getting a lot of benefit out of this, and all golfers, all professional golfers are getting a lot of benefit. The guys on the tour are playing for a lot more money. It's great that they being the pga magically found a couple hundred million dollars hey that's awesome everybody i think is in a better position now than they were a year ago i think his take was look you just magically found a couple hundred million dollars why weren't you sharing that with the players before
1: well, and, I mean, that was the whole reason why Phil left, right? Like, he felt it was unfair working conditions, and the antitrust lawsuit talks about lack of competition, so the boys, the, the golfers, didn't have anywhere to go. So all of a sudden, now that they're threatened, uh, oh, let's open the war chest, shall we? Right, you, you just found
0: a couple hundred million dollars. Why were you to. not sharing that with us before this? Why did it take something like You're the like, LIV? Yeah.
1: Oh, here's, here's 500 million. Here you go. <laughs>
0: It's like, hey, I haven't worn this jacket since last winter. Look what I just right. found in my left jacket pocket, an extra $500 million. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know what? Kudos to the LIV. But, Chris, I am going to yeah. suggest that the PGA doing this, changing their approach, this is actually going to hurt the LIV's lawsuit. It's going to right. help the tour, it's going to hurt the lawsuit. Here's what I mean by that. Remember the oh. lawsuit between the USFL versus the NFL. It was over antitrust violations. Well, at the end of the day, they were able to prove antitrust violations, but they also said, it really didn't harm you guys at all. And so you know what? We're gonna give you a verdict of $1 bill. And they say, hey, right. because we're dealing with the um, uh, dealing you know, with the antitrust, we got is triple damages, so we're going to triple it. Here's $3 for <laughs> your, your trouble. Right. I think a similar thing is gonna happen here. Yes, I think there's anti competitive behavior. But what the courts are going to say is, dude, where are the damages? You guys there's are yeah. getting millions of dollars here. You are forcing the PGA to change. Yes, that's good. But you are so well off, you're not really being harmed here at all. You're getting everything you want. Right. So, yeah, there's anti competitive behavior. Here's your buck.
1: Well, and that's all they really deserve. Nobody's starving, okay? This isn't, you know, you're not bankrupting a business. This is a statement rather than a than a settlement. So, and and you know, if Liv wins the three dollars, that's exactly the point, right? Right. Then the PGA engaged in antitrust, in anti competition, and so good on them. Now, now the flood. See, and that opens the floodgates. That sets yes. the precedents for like the NFL or the NBA or you know to. I mean, if you recently just saw that the um, Major League Baseball Players Association. Is now swooping up the minor leagues into their association to represent right. them because they're seeing the writing on the wall that anti-competitive behavior and the antitrust stuff is going to reach into all pro sports.
0: I, I think so, and, and so the problem here, I, I think, from the, the the legal standpoint, is that yeah, there was anti-competitive behavior by the PGA but Mm -hmm. it failed it failed miserably because you started this new tour you're making millions of dollars here and and so to that extent now you got two businesses who are just competing with one another that's good for everyone so yeah they tried to be anti-competitive but it didn't work and now everyone is benefiting from it so there really are no damages from their anti-competitive behavior All right, Chris, it is now time to talk football. And this, I am am so giddy here, I don't even know where to begin. So let's just jump right into an announcement last week from the College Football Powers That Beat. Now, Chris, let me give you some context. Mm -hmm. There has been a call for a college playoff system for as long as I've been alive. I mean, I've been alive now for five decades. And I, as long as I remember, there's been this, this call. Why don't we have a college football playoff system? Now, the argument was always, we can't do that. We're about education. And if we pull these kids out of class for this long to do a college football playoff, that's going to hurt their performance during finals. To which all of us were just like doing a big old... Eye roll. I roll. Like, what? Right. So, so you're telling me that in the NAIA, in the NCAA Division to all other divisions of collegiate sports, you can do a playoff, but only when it comes at the Division One level, you can't find a way to do a playoff. And now, you, all of a sudden, you care about um, academics, where all the other divisions do not. So, I never bought that from the beginning. But nonetheless, they have now announced they're going to expand the the college. Playoff system, CPS, from four teams to 12, starting in 2026, possibly earlier. They said, why can't we do this by 2024? But definitely by 2026, it's going to be expanded. The college playoff system is going to be expanded to 12 teams. So, Chris, this is the makeup of it. Six conference champions. So the six highest-ranked conference champions. You might be saying, uh, Joel, which conferences will be included in that? All of them. Not a single conference is going to be left out. They're going to say, hey, conference champions, line up, look at the rankings, the top six ones, boom, those guys automatically are in. I cannot be happy. This is what I've been begging for.
1: But is there going to be – is this going to fuel conference realignment? That's, that's my thing, right? Like look at, the, look at the SEC, right? If you look at the SEC in the college football playoffs of 2022, how many teams of the four, how many were SEC teams? last year yeah
0: okay look i'm glad you asked chris you because i came prepared to answer your question this I year would have right. been so what they the, the top six ranked conference champions and then yeah. the next six highest ranked teams are going to be in the top right. 12 okay so right. this is who would have made it last year number one okay. alabama sec champion Which? they're in number two michigan big 10 champion they're yeah. in number three georgia okay you lost the sec but you're gonna be one of the next highest six ranked teams georgia mm-hmm. you are in cincinnati they were the champions for the american athletic conference they are okay. in number five is nice. interesting notre dame utah oh notre notre Dame. dame. Okay. they were not they're not in a conference they can never be a conference champion next highest ranked team they're in number six Ohio, oh, i'm sorry the ohio state university ohio state. Yep. not a big 10 champ they are in uh number um, seven baylor big 12 champ they are oh. in number eight all miss from the sec so i believe that's now three sec teams three. are in at number eight they're in number nine oklahoma state number Great. 10 michigan state number 11 Utah, the Pac-12, is now represented yeah. in the top. Yeah, yeah. uh, they would be the next oh, yes. highest-ranked conference champion. Utah made it. Then at number uh, 12, we have Pittsburgh. They are the ACC champions. So there you go. Those would be the six conference champions. Uh-huh. It, they just came in at number six. I did, but uh-huh. really, even if Pittsburgh were ranked number 25, they would have made it. They were the conference that would be the, the next highest Conference champion. And so you Mm -hmm. take your six highest conference champions and then the next six highest ranked teams. If you were asking, Joel, how many of those are SEC? I am counting Alabama, Georgia,
1: Georgia,
0: Ole Miss, three. So, I am going to suggest this is going to have the opposite of conference realignment. I think this is going to put a a quash on it. Here's why. Okay. Do you have a better chance of making it to – the college playoff system, in the Pac-12 or the SEC? If you're 16 teams in the SEC, is it easier to be the fifth-ranked team or here the third-ranked team or to be the number two-ranked team or one-ranked team in the Pac-12?
1: Joel, have you seen the Pac-12? They suck. Right. So, like, let's, let's say that I'm Clemson right right i'm clemson because clemson wasn't on that list no they're not on this list right so why don't we move clemson over to the pac-12 and clemson would murder every team in the pac-12 hand over fist even my beloved asu sun devils would get would get handled by clemson easily so now you've guaranteed clemson a spot in every cfp
0: or take a real example
1: okay ucla
0: usc I would to... suggest USC had a much better shot oh, of they did. finishing one or two in the Pac-12 and making right. it, as compared to number three in the SEC. They're not going to sniff the top three. No. How, no. About, how about Oklahoma in the right. SEC or the Big Twelve? When would they? What right. would have given them a better shot of making it to the College Playoffs? They would have had a better right. shot in the Big Twelve. So I am going to suggest this is going right. to put a squash. Or throw a wet blanket whatever metaphor you want to come up we'll with throw. a, a yeah. hook in the mouth of a fish whatever this is going to put a, a quash on conference realignment because i think it's going to be easier to make the college playoff system in one of these lesser conferences like i hate yeah. to say this the big, the big 12
1: or the Pac 12 yeah yeah no and, I, and i'm there i know i am well aware of the deficiencies of my of my conference well aware of that um I, I think that it may stop people from going to the SEC, but yes. I think you might see some conference realignment. Look, we are long haters of the SEC. Right. There's no quorums. You can go back in every podcast and we hate on them hard. So I think that I, 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 I can see the argument of quashing conference realignment just for the SEC portion of it, but you might see some teams flood into these you know, easier conferences so that way they can guarantee – but yes. I guess I guess you also have to look at the Pac-12 plays, pays, what, $18 million a game versus the Big 12 that pays $40 million a game and the SEC, which pays – so are you weighing school money versus championship ability or how does that play into recruiting or NIL or any of that stuff?
0: But money follows success and marketing. Yeah. And so these other schools that – like where was Florida State? 30 years ago, 40 years ago, before Bobby Bowden went to Florida State. Right. and Oregon, Yeah, right before Uncle Phil came over there and right. took over. So yeah. I think if you want to look at these smaller schools, their path to riches and fame, now it has been set. They have a path right. now to get to the... Con- like, let's just take UCF during the Scott Frost era. Once upon a time, right. Scott Frost was actually a good football coach. We can talk about Indeed. that some other time. He was at UCF. They went undefeated And they were left out of the the college playoff system. Now, they would not have been left out. They were ranked like number six. So, they would have made it in either as an at-large team or as one of the top six ranked conference winners. And so, I think this is a win, win, win. Now, there might be a loss here, Chris. And that is to the Bulls. Does this mean now the Bulls are done?
1: Or, they should be how many bowls are there there's like 27 of them
0: whoa! whoa, whoa. they should be i actually yeah. like watching the bowl games keep in mind they come on after thanksgiving so i'm already geared mm-hmm. towards vacationing faith mm-hmm. family and football food that's our motto at our house is i like watching the bowl games this is like these kids last attempt to play right. a meaningful game but chris i agree with you i, I think it's they're done I don't right. think that they have a future now with a 12-team uh, um, college playoff system.
1: No, I'm there with this because at, at a point, like, look, I love the bowl games. I love Fiesta. I love Rose Bowl, right? I love, you know, the, the high-time smokeable. Like, I love all the bowl games that are out there. But, like, I, I can't follow 27 bowl games. I can't do it. But I can follow six or seven. Yes. But it's it's – Every time I turn around, right, what do we got? We got the – I mean, we have the big ones, right? We have the Peach Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. Um, what am I missing? Cotton – did I say Cotton Bowl? Right. Right, but then you have, like, the the America's Cup Bowl. Right, right. And then right. you have, like, the Goodyear Tire Bowl. It's like, dude, a bowl game is a championship game between championship teams. Right. And – Look, I I know that we're a courtroom quarterback, and I'm not playing in any bowl games, and I'm sure for these college kids that this is the time of their life to be in a bowl game and to bring a bowl game back to their university and to feel that championship pride. But don't televise it then. Don't don't make it part of my watching requirements.
0: I tell you what, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts the bowl. Maybe it won't, because maybe now the bowls are just kind of relegated to, hey, Mm -hmm. you two lowly franchises like, let's just say, Nebraska (laughs) – me to say. But right. yeah, hey, Nebraska and Kansas, you guys had a good season. Congratulations. Now go over to Memphis and play in some, you know, Gus Fried Chicken Bowl game. I don't know what they have over there right. in Memphis, Tennessee. Exactly. But maybe that's, that's all great. it then becomes. And and but as far as it being really relevant to uh, maybe the clock is now ticking on the whole bowl idea. I don't know, more on that later. But you know, were already here 12 teams college basketball has 64 is this now a move how soon until the call to say why stop at 12 we need 64 now the problem with that is no Not one wants I to did. see you know alabama play the 64th ranked team no one wants to right. see that that's going to be ugly hey one last thing on this before we move on chris so the top four conference champions We'll okay. get a bye week. And that's interesting because okay. the, what they're trying to prevent are the blowouts. They don't, no one wants to see Alabama, you know, the number one team, Alabama, play right. the number 12 team. That's going to be ugly. It's not going to be competitive football. No one's going to watch that. And so right. by, giving, by putting those first four teams, giving them a bye, that is going to uh, help alleviate, make, the, comp, make the, the matchups a little bit mm-hmm. more fair. Chris, here's the thought I have about that. Will that entice Notre Dame? To finally join a conference because Notre Dame, by definition, now will
1: never get that by. Ooh. Maybe. It might it, it might force conference realignment that way too. Right? To to rest your players and have that time. I never thought about that. That's a that's a good way to look at it. They might be the best team out
0: there one year. I don't know. They used to be at one point in time during Lou Holtz's tenure. But if they ever re, know, get back to the hell oh yeah, shout out to Joe. They if they ever get back to that point, they're mm-hmm. gonna have a huge disadvantage of winning the whole thing. Right. They're gonna have to play right. an extra game, subject their players to an extra injury, and so uh, um, that you might see Notre Dame now being encouraged, right. enticed to actually join a conference. All right, oh, it is goodness. now time, Chris. We have delayed, we have stalled Ooh. long enough. It's time now to make our weekly picks.
1: Let's so, do
0: this. Last year, Chris, we decided to do this thing where we wanted mm-hmm. to send a message to our nation's youth that gambling is bad. I, I want to now ratchet that up one more level. Now, Chris, I know this is dangerous. Have you ever done online sports betting? No, I have not gone that far. Okay. I think I'm going to do that this year. And here's what, I'm, uh, here's what I'm thinking about doing. So in Kansas, it's now legal. Our governor just Signed Mm -hmm. it into law last couple weeks ago, and so I can now now actually do online sports betting from my home chair. I don't actually have to, you know, go to Las Vegas to do my my sports gambling picks. All right, that being said, there are a lot of offers out there by like sport. I I don't even know the name of these different gambling companies. I got several in my feed this last week,
1: right? Oh my gosh, here's what they're saying
0: bet five dollars on this one game and get two hundred dollars of free future bets right i think i'm gonna sign up for that so here's the deal we will start with two hundred dollars and we will just see how soon until we lose those two hundred dollars and so it's not actually going to be gambling. i'm just putting five dollars in the pot here five dollars and we'll see how soon until we run out of money so we're gonna start with five Knowing we get a free two hundred by by the second week, and we're just going to see where things go. All right, here. I love this. So here we're going to go over our picks, and then I want right. to know who are your Super Bowl teams. So these are my picks for this upcoming week. All right, the Steelers are playing Cincinnati. Okay. I hate Cincinnati. Right? They they beat my Aww. they beat my beloved uh, Chiefs last year in the championship game. I still have not Chiefs gotten over that. They beat
1: themselves. Chiefs beat themselves that game. You,
0: you say that. I have not been able to watch it. I'm too sick to even go there. I don't know what I, happened. I'm going to assume some themselves. kind of alien invasion. I don't know. The Steelers are the dogs by six and a half points. I'm yep. going to take Steelers plus the six and a half over Cincinnati. Steelers are going to have a new quarterback. I know the Steelers always start off slow. I, I, I get that. I just, I, my heart is saying I want the Steelers to cover the six and a half points. All right. All right. Second one, Patriots versus the Dolphins. Now I love this game because yeah. the Dolphins start off here with a a new wide receiver quarterback tandem. You got, yep. um, Tyreek Tyre- Hill and Tua. Yeah, and I think Tua, the clock is on Tua. And so this will be oh, his yeah. big moment. Will he rise to the challenge? I do know they happen to have a backup there who's really good. No one's heard of him. I believe his name is Skyler Thompson from K-State. He's an incredible yeah. quarterback, a seventh-round pick. He's been just going gangbusters during the preseason. And so Skyler is breathing down Tua's neck. That being said, the Patriots are an, are an experiment. They have no offensive coordinator. Right. Patriots are three and a half points dogs in this battle. I am taking the Patriots Ooh. plus the three and a half points. Okay. All right, my next pick, Chris, I have no idea why I'm picking this. This is a total gut pick. I had a little bit of Mexican food last night. I will say right. my refrigerator yeah. also went bad, so maybe I'm feeling a little bit of queasiness in the stomach from food poisoning. I don't know. The right, Ravens hey. are seven point. Favorites over the Jets. Something about me tells me the Jets are going to break through this year. I don't know what is causing me to say that. I do not know at all. It, it's, it makes no sense. I think the uncertainty at the Ravens quarterback position is going to hurt the Ravens. They should have sealed that deal up and signed him to a contract Ooh. extension. I think that's because there's some uncertainty there in the Ravens okay. land. Edgar Allan Poe is turning in his grave. I'm going to take yeah. the Jets... Plus the seven points in that battle. Ooh. All right. Bold move. Yes. Next one here Carolina versus the Browns. I like this game. This is one of two games where the NFL really outdid themselves with scheduling here because the Browns ditched their quarterback. You know, um, uh, they they ditched their quarterback, Baker Mayfield because they wanted to get some kind of sexual assault guy at quarterback position, why they did that. I, I've already called that the Baker curse. The Baker uh-huh. curse starts right here, right now. Carolina minus the point and a half over at the Browns. All right. Yeah. Next one bucks versus the Cowboys. It, I, I, I don't know why. Oh, by the way, I, I mentioned uh, the two of the great um, games that the NFL uh, picked for Week 1. The other one is Broncos and the Seahawks. I'm not going to pick that game, but it's a very right. interesting game for you. All right, more on that later then. The Bucs versus the Cowboys. I, there's, Chris, there is some marital discord going on in the Brady household. Have you heard about that?
1: Yeah, there's some issues. There's some issues uh, going
0: on. Uh, this is real, apparently. Apparently a Brady... Announced his retirement, had an agreement with Giselle that he was going to be at home. That retirement lasted all of six weeks until he says, forget this, I'm going back to work. Right. And apparently that did not sit well with the world's number one supermodel. And so Tom Brady recently took 12 days off to go try to soothe things over. That ended with Giselle leaving with the kids out of the country. Things are not well in the Brady household. So,
1: nope. will something that, is rotten in the state of Denmark.
0: Will that spill over to the game? No. I, Tom Brady's a machine. I think it will. I, 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 it I think it's gonna. It, you no, know, you, you might be right because Tom Brady. If, 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 he's, if nothing else, he's a masochistic pig. I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Too much ta- testosterone. Uh, what oh, a chauvinist yeah. pig. Well, let's go with that. Chauvinist pig. Exactly. Yeah. And and so I think that he's saying, I don't care what Jill said. I am going to play football. I don't care if we had the agreement. I am going to just ignore that. I'm going to just do my own thing. I don't know what's going on in his brain. But surely, he's playing the Cowboys week one. I'm taking the Cowboys plus the two and a half points. All right, Chris, those are my five. I'm going to go one more here. One more. The Chiefs versus your Arizona Cardinals. I'm only picking this. Because of you. I, I know that Aww. this is your team there. That's your local team. The Chiefs have. are six and a half points favorites. Again, yeah, I, cover that. I have no idea why I'm making this pick. I'm taking the Chiefs. Even though I know that your quarterback, Kyler Murray, only knows how to play half the season. And it's always the first, the first half, half of the season. Yeah. So I, I, I realize that. I, I realized they didn't come out hot. Right. But still, the Chiefs have a new Offensive game plan here. They got rid of Tyree Kill. They are going to be on fire from the get go. I think all barrels are going to be a blazing here. The Chiefs will cover the six and a half point spread. All right,
1: Chris, I'm those are it. my five plus one picks. What are your picks? Well, we're going to start off with the easiest pick of the week. We got San Francisco at dub Bears. All right. And San Francisco is the seven point favorite. Of course we're going to go with San Francisco. All right. Now that we've locked in Joey Garoppolo as the backup quarterback to Lance, we're going to see we've got that drama behind us. We're ready to go. Um, we're going to see Lance perform at a level that we haven't seen yet, mainly because he's been a rookie. But the Niners are going to come out swinging. It's going to be a great opening day, not for the fans of the Chicago Bears. Now
0: I got to tell you, I, I, I wanted to pick that game. I, yeah. I think San Francisco is going to mm-hmm. be a train wreck this year. Chris, it 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 never happens. It never happens when you have a quarterback controversy. I can't even think of a time when you had a a quarterback controversy, and the team benefited from that. So you have a rookie plus one quarterback there in Trey Lance. This is his second year, but his first year as a starter. The previous quarterback, the previous starter who led the team to a Super Bowl, to a conference championship game. He is riding the bench. The first sign of trouble, there's going to be a quarterback controversy. That is never healthy for a team.
1: I think San Fran is going to be a mess from the get-go. Well, I'm going to take that in stride. And after the podcast, I'm going to cry into my big pillow. (laughs) Because I I am going to hate – I'm going to stay strong. Okay. Gold-blooded. San Francisco faithful. All right. All right. Second game, I'm going to do steelers Bengals. All right. Right? But I'm picking the Bengals. I think All right. the Bengals did a lot of good recruiting in the offseason. They've really improved their defensive and O-lines. I think you're going to see a lot out of Joe Cool. He's got a lot to, to make up for. I know that he feels the pressure of losing that Super Bowl. Um, so we're going we're gonna to see the Bengals just dominate this season. And it's going to be beautiful because the town of Cincinnati needs a victory. Okay. Honestly, they just do. Um, second game, Buffalo at Rams. This is my Super Bowl preview game. All right. Because that's who I'm picking to be in the Super Bowl this year, Buffalo and uh, Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are going to repeat for a Super Bowl appearance, and I think it's Buffalo's time. And uh, because I drafted Josh Allen as my number one pick for my fantasy leagues in all four of them, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Is going to go ahead and take out the Rams. I think Josh Allen is ready to go, and Buffalo is, man, they are showing a lot of heart and a lot of what is needed to, to build their their franchise so I, it's their time I, I
0: like that pick now did you tell us who your super bowl champion is going to be buffalo buffalo okay you're thinking buffalo yep. as your super Bowl champion i yep. like that if the chiefs don't win which they will i don't even know why i said if but whatever in some fantasy land i right. want buffalo to win i think buffalo is all that is good represents all that is good in sports so right. all right i like that
1: pick yep. all right so we did browns and panthers uh, my backup quarterback to Josh Allen is Baker Mayfield because okay. I think Baker's going to have a breakout year. I really, really do. I think that he wants to take on the Browns, and I agree with you, man. The, the Baker curse has started, and it's going to – and I think it's the most Cleveland thing Cleveland could have done is to get rid of Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson, like right. legitimately. Um and so I'm gonna pick the Browns or I'm gonna pick the Panthers over the Browns. There you go. Uh and then lastly I got uh Broncos at Seahawks. All right. Right. This is another one of the revenge games, right? You know, Broncos Country, man, let's ride. All I see is all I see is Russell Wilson standing in front of a mirror going, Broncos Country, let's ride. Broncos Country, let's ride. Like that's all I see him doing in my head. That's all he's doing. Um, so I'm going to pick Broncos country to take out the Seahawks because they have a rookie quarterback and they're kind of rebuilding. I think uh, Russell's going to bring a lot to the offense there in Denver and coalesce pretty well. So Denver's favored by six and a half. So I think they're going to cover it. Man, I
0: sure wanted to pick the Seahawks. I mean, that's a lot of points right, right there for the home that team. Home dog there. if right. They just had a... Quarterback, I would have taken the hey, Seahawks. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, think if you're I actually have
1: picked up Garoppolo, It would have been no brainer.
0: I think the center is going to snap to himself. No one's actually going to be lining up behind the center. That's how bad it is there in Seattle. So I'm hoping I'm wrong. I want Seattle to win, so I stayed away from that game because I, I right. again, there's no quarterback there in Seattle land. All right. Well, you gave us your Super Bowl pick. My Super Bowl pick because I want to be different, but also I really do think in my heart, of hearts, this is what is going to happen. The logical most intelligent pick is the Chiefs. I mean, if you want to look at the numbers, it has to be the Chiefs. I'm not picking from my heart. I'm not picking from a place of fandom. The Kansas City Chiefs are the superior team ever assembled. If you were to go to Madden twenty twenty two and put together the best starting team possible, all up and down the starting lineup, it would be Chiefs players. But no, I, I'm not being a fan here. I am speaking no. from no, no. the brain, not
1: from the heart. No, no.
0: And they are going to play the Green Bay Packers in the, the next Super Bowl.
1: Uh, st- listeners at home, we're looking for a new host <laughs> of the Debriefing the Law podcast. For those who are out there, we would like to know that certain people have disqualified themselves because they chose the Green Bay Packers I, I know. to go to the Super Bowl. I just, I have to think. This is, my, this is how my, my brain works, this is how I make my picks. This whole pig is trash now. It's all garbage. It's it's not it's not based in fact. I think I think that uh,
0: Aaron Rodgers is a joke. He he just flounders. He always he he just he never comes through during cl- crunch time, clutch time. It, it's just that's who he is. I think it's going to change that narrative this year. I saw him on the golf course. They're playing against Patrick Mahomes. He does have a clutch gene in him, at least when it comes to golf. Will that come out? Will the psychedelic drugs finally pay dividends for one Aaron Rodgers? In my heart, I'm thinking, since I've that written him off. those
1: psychedelic drugs as well?
0: Since, since I've written him off. He's going to come through this year. So I am now picking the Chiefs over the Packers in the Super Bowl. All right, you know, Chris, it is now now time to go. I had to go play golf here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, I can't sit here and talk football all day long. Well, obviously I could. Hey, have have a great week. Oh, one more thought before we leave. I meant to start off with this thought on on the podcast. I forgot. Let me end it now. If you had a preference, would you watch the big game? At the stadium or in front of the big screen TV in your house?
1: Big screen TV. You... I hate being at the stadium for a football game. All right. I agree with you. We are homebodies. That yeah. is, is sad. No.
0: I hate traffic.
1: and. It's not... Right. It's all those things, right? I don't want to pay $11 for a hot dog. I don't want to be slammed in next to people that I don't like. I want to be at home celebrating the game with the people that I love. And, Joel, I can't afford good seats <laughs> right. at the big game. Right. Right, I don't have the twenty five thousand dollars to get at least in the one hundred section. I know, so no, I will take that twenty five k and put on a put on a Super Bowl party that would rival all to come.
0: All right, so listeners that are still holding on to the end here, go to our website, our social media site, and also our show notes. There should be a link there. There will be picks for you to pick as well, we are going to be doing a running tally here of me, my picks, Chris's picks and Mm -hmm. your picks to see who comes out ahead so please go to our social media page we have five games there for you to choose from pick them all we're going to keep a running tally every week on who is the the best picker and who can lose their money the quickest all right hey chris have a great week we'll see you next week
1: see you next time joel